0: Cool. Okay, I'll do a little introduction, and then I'll bring you in, and then we can go Good. from there. Good, uh, Cool. This is episode 31. Yes, 31. Welcome to Comedy Guy with Louis Zazaran, episode number 31. We have a real proper interview this time. It's not just me getting shit-faced with the comedians like most of the other episodes. This time we have a real person who knows things and... Uh, can give us some insight. Well, who I've got uh, on the on the show today is Yelena Jovnikova and she is an advisor from the Estonian crowdfunding platform Hoandia. And you guys may know that. I mean, the easiest way to say it's Estonian Kickstarter. It's the way that people can put cultural projects up, and that they can get uh, crowdfunding and crowdsourcing that financing. I'm not giving it the best explanation, but we will get to that. So I wanted, I, I've wanted to talk to, to someone from Hoyander for a while because I'm we're interested in Comedy Estonia about crowdfunding. We're trying to find new ways to do it uh, with the ways that we have used our bucket donation system at Open Mics, um, that we have asked for donations and the uh, way that's been effective for us, but also then the cultural difficulties we had to get over of asking for money and how does that feel and, and such forth. So... I, I think Hojanda is really the the one in Estonia, the place. So I wanted to talk to the experts who really have the experience in getting this sort of crowdfunding in Estonia. So let's bring it in. Yelena. thank you very much for coming along.
1: Thank you, Luis, for inviting me.
0: Uh, we'll turn the phone off. We're settling in here. It's a hot day. So, Hoanda. I need to... Uh, I, I guess let's let's start from the beginning. Tell a little bit about your role in the company and give us sort of the... When did it start? What was the sort of birth? Where did the ideas come from, if you, you, you know something about that?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, this spring we celebrated the seventh birthday of Hoandia. So we are not very small, <laughs> but uh, at the moment uh, there are no founders in the active team any longer. Uh, the, the current team has come later on board, but at the same time all of us uh, are working hard to bring Hoa forward and to attract even more great campaigns to the platform. Uh, As far as I know, it's all started in a cafe when several people got together and started discussing uh, like where the Estonian creative people could get money how they could like raise funds uh apart from the banks or any other traditional uh sources of financing and uh around that time if i'm not mistaken kickstarter was also launched and somehow an idea came to their minds that maybe in estonia there could be an estonian kickstarter (laughs) all right and uh, yeah, in the beginning, it was uh, quite difficult to uh, get the first projects because that was a completely new thing for Estonia. But in the recent time, uh, we have a different problem or <laughs> challenge uh, to cope with all the applications that we get and to respond to them promptly and uh, to put the good campaigns to the platform. Mm. And uh, yeah, so it's... It's it's going well.
0: It's good. I'm I'm pleased that the the system can support itself because that's always a, a problem in in our country with such a low population size mm-hmm. that how do we get that critical mass to keep such a thing going? Is I mean without giving numbers, under is it is it profitable? Does it support um, itself? I mean it doesn't have to be profitable, does it support itself?
1: It's sort of like around the break even. Okay, yep yeah but we hope in this
0: country that's more than acceptable in cultural things you're doing this that you're surviving is fantastic
1: yeah because like and and also we we are happy that uh, we we really see how we can help people how we can help them uh, accomplish their projects uh, like get more publicity among their peers and among the potential uh, audience, and mm. it's uh, it makes us feel good.
0: That's nice. I think yeah. it's very good to have that um, that cultural mission as well, that to help those people. Um, because
1: uh, just uh, yeah. a side com- comment, mm. we are working through an NGO, so you know, the profit uh, earning is not our goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Like a non-profit, a non-profit legal legally. Yeah. yeah,
1: legally we are a non-profit organization, so mm. like our main goal is exactly this mission, you know, <laughs> to to promote the Estonian uh, culture and to help uh, the young entrepreneurs, young designers, young creative people. Not not necessarily young, but I mean like starting. Absolutely, starting. Yeah, starting, starting
0: ones, yeah. so, so that means it was founded in about 2012, something like yeah. that. So, okay, I mean, this uh, crowdfunding and... I mean, I, I don't even know when Kickstarter was founded, but it was something about...
1: I think it was something about the same time, okay. maybe a bit earlier. Sure. Yeah, probably Not that a bit earlier. I think
0: yeah. yeah, but still, that's when this is coming into our psyche, this idea hmm. that we can all pitch in and raise this kind of cash and and, and put up a project and hopefully get funded for it. Um, I guess the... I, I, and I don't know, maybe you can make a comment of... The situation then, and then the situation now. Why do we? Why is it relevant and important to have an Estonian version of Kickstarter?
1: Just maybe before I I make those parallels, mm. I, I I want to make one comment regarding the whole idea behind two platforms. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although I haven't made a you know a very detailed analysis of Kickstarter, but as far as I know, uh, they mostly host. Uh, so to say like prepaid prepayment projects like you have an idea you want to start producing some gadget or something and you, get a you physical sort of, thing out yeah and you. and you sort of like collect money to make your first batch ready and to validate mm. whether this uh, product is necessary to anyone uh but in on, on Hawaiian, there were mostly host uh like projects which uh, are aimed to you know to organizing some uh, some concert or some fashion show or to make the first, uh, design collection ready. So we don't really, we haven't really had very many, uh, of such like typical Kickstarter like projects. Mm-hmm. It's more about, uh, being a platform for designers, like filmmakers and uh, like su- such creative people. And so in, in this sense, we are a bit different though. Mm. The model, uh, which we operate, uh, is the same uh, because on Kickstarter they mostly offer uh, their products as rewards, so y- you get this product with a with a big discount usually. And on Hawaiiania, uh the project initiators offer like different kinds of rewards to to their uh, backers. Uh, These can be I don't know tickets to the show or uh, any pieces of uh, other like design products that they produce but maybe not necessarily Mm. in uh, journey for for this campaign so uh, the structure and the idea is the same but the type of projects is different
0: that makes a lot of sense because if you if i wanted to make a thing a gadget or something like that then that is exactly where i may not need the estonian version of something why wouldn't i want there's no reason why my gadget needs to only yeah. stay within the bounds of our fair country, that I would want to appeal to the greatest market mm-hmm. possible for that. So there I would want to be on the international. So that does make sense. That- exactly.
1: And for mm. uh, such like creative or design projects, it's uh, uh, very good to be visible in Estonia because in many cases they're aimed at Estonian uh, audience. And also what we are uh, very active in Uh, the field we are very active in is different you know uh, social initiatives or citizens initiatives like to promote some uh, important uh, projects within the local communities or on the city level or on the country level for instance we've had like several projects here in the Kalamaya
2: Mm.
1: when uh, some active uh, dwellers of some Kalamaya sub-districts wanted to, to build something in their district or Mm. to organize something in their district and sort of like gathered money from the community members.
0: That's very interesting. And that, yeah, people are not necessarily getting a thing out of it. That, uh, I think was the first way that people sort of saw crowdfunding. They went, okay, I get a thing. Yeah, right. Okay. I can give some money and I'm getting something Mm. right. And, um, yeah in this mode because you're supporting cultural events or uh, organizations or a project or something like that it's not maybe the band wants to make the cd is that a common thing as well make the cd yeah we make have the a music. lot of yeah.
1: cds we have a lot of like music production mm. uh, which was co-financed by our platform but also as you uh, mentioned uh, we welcome projects which are related to I don't know, delivering some experience or some emotion or uh, organizing concert or organizing some community event. That's very fine as well. And also we are very open to trying new things. For instance, if anyone sends us an application with some idea which uh, is not similar to any other projects that we have had before, then we don't say no from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. We we try to analyze, we try to think whether it's... uh, uh, it actually goes together with our overall goals or with our overall criteria. And then we get in touch with the people and try to discuss. So we're very, very open and eager to uh, assist as many campaign organizers as possible.
0: That's very mm-hmm. nice. So it's not to get on your platform. It's not a like there. there's some sort of vetting process that happens there. There's some sort of checking process. You're looking into each project.
1: Yeah, we, we, you can submit an idea. To us, and then we uh, go through all the ideas that we get mm-hmm. on a like rolling basis. We don't have any you know deadlines within a yeah. uh, a month or a quarter. And then if we have any questions or comments or doubts, then we get in touch with the authors. All
0: right. how How many on average would you say submissions are you getting? And then like tell us some, breaks down some high level statistics on submissions you're getting versus submissions that you approve
1: i don't have the statistics because mm-hmm. it's very difficult to produce we get some uh applications by the platform then we talk to many people you know during different events or uh some friends and, and acquaintances to get in touch with us uh, so i don't know this statistics how many get to to the platform but out of those who start with their campaigns Around eighty percent get their minimum uh, goal funded, so around eighty mm. percent success rate.
0: That's very nice. Yeah, to have that. Um, what would be? I mean, off the. I mean, off the top of your head, like recently, what are some of the more prominent, or maybe not even prominent, but very interesting projects that you've had on the platform?
1: For instance, we had like one of our biggest, or even the biggest one, was uh, the co-financing of one of the Estonian satellites, yeah. which was. Very, very successful. Very interesting. Mm. Uh, I was one of the charter satellites. It's uh, wow. Okay, yeah. so
0: how much? How much did they want? How much did they ah? Uh, they they gathered
1: something around forty thousand, if not. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Well, forty thousand to put a yeah. satellite up.
0: That's all right. Yeah,
1: yeah. That, that is one of the biggest ones. Sure. Uh, uh, the the average projects are smaller, uh, but nevertheless, they're still very interesting. For instance, we had a uh, campaign. Uh, during which money was gathered to publish a unique version of The Small Prince uh, by oh, Saint-Exupéry. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah, and uh, they used very specific technology to make the book ready, and it was like... I, I, I don't remember, like, how many copies of it it was, that was made, maybe even only one. They used very, like, uh, old processes to make it ready, and it was, like, very interesting, and very many people... Uh, uh, we're excited about the project. Uh, then we, as I mentioned, we had we had a lot of uh, CDs and uh, some film productions and uh, concerts, more uh, fashion shows and like the, these are very popular ones. Overall, I would say that music in different forms is probably the most popular type of projects. Okay,
0: makes sense. I mean, there's probably a lot of bands out there as well. There's a lot of bands, and these days, yeah. there's no direct model for getting your money anymore as a band. You're going to have to put it together, and there's no no record companies assigning you anymore, not really. Yeah, and,
1: and what is interesting, we have both very, uh, like, starting musicians yeah. who, who are using our platform, but also those who are very well-known, and they're using the platform, like, several times and then like for each new cd or, some, or for each new production mm-hmm. maybe for, not for each but for many in a row
0: <laughs> it makes sense yeah and that yeah. uh also that yeah okay very interesting that artists at different stages of their career that we don't it's not just some young guys in a mm. garage that are putting their first thing together it can be bands that we know
2: mm. and,
0: and do you want do you love them do you want to see their next album well come on okay chip in a few yeah. euros and you're going to help them along the way
1: exactly and actually like with the uh cds uh uh the sort of the principle of kickstarter works because usually Mm. you can get the cd at a like lower price compared to its price in the shops after its launch after it's done
0: yeah that makes sense i thought that as well yeah so that Mm. model would fit very well because i always thought i always wondered was that a more difficult challenge to get people to buy in when they don't get something in their hands, because we're all mm. just simple monkey people who are like, oh yeah, I get something. Yeah, yeah, it's mine. At
1: the same time, we we have an option that you can uh, put money into a project, mm-hmm. but you can take an option that I don't need any reward. I don't mm. need any like gift. Mm. Uh, so it's also possible.
2: Right.
1: But yeah, in general, we are not a donation-based platform we still uh, ask all of the campaign organizers to put some something. Okay, <laughs> to, there should be offer. something
0: coming out. That's the idea, yeah. that's uh, the ethos.
1: Yeah, so you have to divide the donations uh, into different categories, like based on the sums, mm-hmm. and you have to offer some gift for each
0: amount. Okay, that makes sense. Do you have a set number of categories that you're supposed to have or should have, or is that, or is that something that when the applications come in, maybe you're helping working with them
1: yeah, we usually nice. like uh, we ask all the authors to produce the first version of the campaign description and of the like gifts mm. and then we give our recommendations based on our experience and based on our feelings about the project okay. and as a rule if you speak about the gifts we uh, advise all the campaign organizers to start as low as possible because the average uh, low as sum in total amount you need is uh, yeah is okay. between like I don't know up to 20 euros this is the like the the average or the most common amount oh you get a
0: reward so that the smallest amount even gets something yeah yeah
1: yeah, exactly like for instance like you you don't need to to offer anything big for five euro you can just promise that you will uh thank the backer on your facebook page or something but try to uh divide the amounts into different like smaller categories not just provide that okay you, you if you donate 100 then you will get this and if you donate uh, 500 you will get this <laughs> mm. it's it's better to to put like 5 10 15 20 and then already to make the bigger steps so to, so to say
0: that makes sense we we've also found that uh people really like the small things and it doesn't have to be big. Like we, mm. at our Comedy Estonia shows, we like to give out stickers. Mm. Uh, we, when we, uh, if we sell a DVD at a show, yes, we sell DVDs. Why do we sell DVDs? Because sometimes people <laughs> just want something. Uh, we still sell DVDs because people just want something. Mm. Uh, ironically, it's lower quality than what you can find online. It's not really high quality at all anymore, but um, it's very hard for someone to be emotive about a download code. Mm. Spend your 10 euros and yeah, sure, you get a HD download, right? 1080p, no problems, but you don't get a thing. Mm-hmm. And people like to, like, we've talked about have a thing, but sometimes they just like a signature or they just want a photo, or um, we're very soon going to be opening up a Comedy Estonia web shop. Mm. And one of the, the big things that we're, we're focusing on is, yeah, you get your, dvd sent to you but everyone is going to have a small note from the comedian Um, it may not be like a long one it may just be maybe a copy with their signature okay they can't sit there and write all day for everyone but you get a couple of stickers and you get something or even um if you don't want to pay the postage or you don't want to do the postage we have a pick up at the show option Hmm. in which case the comedian can give it to you directly and uh, I think little things like that don't cost any more or they're insignificant cost. some stickers. Sure, have some stickers. That's great. But people seem to really connect with that. People love stickers. They love something personal.
1: Yeah. And they, if we're speaking about such uh, rewards-based uh, mm-hmm. platforms, uh, people need some recognition. Like, and, and also they uh, need mm-hmm. to feel some um, emotional... At- like link to the project Hmm. and of course a a big amount like usually a big proportion of money comes from uh, people who already know the campaign organizers who trust them who believe in in uh, in their ability to accomplish the project but also since we have a very big number of registered users and of those people who have already backed some uh, other projects they browse all the like live projects based on uh, their personal uh, preferences for instance if I like jazz music then obviously I will look if there's any new jazz musician uh, uh, hosting a campaign and whether I want to uh, get a new CD of that musician or if I like fashion design uh, designers of Estonia and I want to support them then obviously I will look like whether there are any projects in this field and so it's Yeah, you have to account with both categories, both with those who are already your fans and Mm. with those who just like the field you are operating in.
0: Is that also what you're helping when they're putting together the projects? Like, okay, think about these two categories of people.
1: Yes, and also we uh, draw their attention to the introduction video because uh, it's very often the case that we get the first videos which are just teasers, for instance, without any any explanations yeah
0: yeah sure.
1: uh, yeah the, the, it's nice but a person who knows nothing about you or about your project would not understand anything mm. and they will mm. just go and look to an, at another project so the, the purpose of the video is to get attention and to make people to make people back your project sort of to make them interested in you
0: makes sense to make them yeah. understand that you mentioned before we were talking, uh, before we switched on the recorder about the way, uh, I, I guess that education process that you need to do, of what is what can Project Lead expect from the, what the platform can do for them and what it can't do for them and the different ways. So the, the two kind of major modes that you talked of, which was we put it up there and then it, we tell the friends and we tell the family and everyone that we know and we do stuff. And then people go, hey, I know Lewis, he's cool. We're going to go over to the website and support him. And then the other one was, as you said, when people don't know, they're browsing, they're looking. And you you were sort of commenting that sometimes that expectation can be wrong or they don't quite get it at first, that uh, they sort of just think like, well, I'll just throw it online. I'll just put it there and people will see it. And then the money kind of magically... (laughs) flows in and I think that balance is very interesting and I compare that very much to the way that tickets are sold. I think that the concept is very similar that uh, if you look at a website a website like Pilate Levy, uh, they provide two functions. They provide a mechanism whereby I can put a credit card in and I can physically buy. They provide a, that uh, whatever, get payment gateway, let's mm-hmm. say. But what I think Pilete Levy does more than that, much any any monkey can take your credit card information. Any idiot can set up a website that will physically take your stuff. What makes their site more important is that they are the number one place to look for events in Estonia. That if I wanna go somewhere uh, or go to some music or go to some opera or some theater, I'm probably gonna look there first. Um, and so what they become essentially is a marketing platform and, uh, where at Comedy Estonia, we're good partners with Pellet Levy. I know there's a lot of different, um, ticket agencies coming up now and I'll certainly review them, but I think what the, the, the difficulty for any new agency to get started is that Pellet Levy is just so far ahead in their marketing and they may be a bit more well-known if you're on there, you're a bit more established. So I'm trying to, what I'm trying to break down is that there's two parts there. There's this service where someone knows, I'm coming to your website specifically to do the transaction. And there's someone who goes, yeah, I wonder what's interesting. You know, what, what, what's up, what's new? And then they come to your website to start to browse and say, "Ah, oh, that jazz guy's pretty interesting. Or, oh, I live in Kalamaya. They've got, they're trying to do a social project down there. I would like to be involved in that. And is it maybe that sometimes uh, when people are not experienced with crowdsourcing, that they kind of think that like, oh everyone's just looking at Hoandia and I don't need to push it or I don't need to sell it to my friends or I don't need to do that other hustle myself. I
1: think you're right in terms of, you know uh describing different functions of a platform. Uh if to speak about Hoandia, yes, on one hand we also provide this uh opportunity to set up uh gate a payment gateway because we have all those like hmm. methods uh, on the platform you can use a bank payment you can use a card payment you can use paypal and so on uh but on the other hand uh yes we have a lot of registered users who are used to come to a platform to our platform to browse for some interesting new projects
2: yeah.
1: uh but compared to pilate tv uh I think the the overall culture of uh, uh, launching such crowdfunding projects, and also the overall culture of checking such projects is not yet there. Mm. it's It's quite good. it's It's already like the news is spreading and then the, a lot of people know about such such a method. Uh, but still we have room for development and for improvement. Uh, In terms of what we can do for the campaign organizers, uh, we are sending our newsletters uh, two times per month, approximately. Uh, We are putting news on our Facebook channel, on our Twitter, our Instagram. But uh, we don't do that, you know, for every single project, I don't know, two times a day, because we have to make some rotation. Depending on, on, on the concrete date, we we might have up to 50 projects live simultaneously, so obviously we can't pay uh, the same amount of attention to each project every day, we we, we have to make some rotation. Uh, but uh, during these seven years that we have been operating for, uh, Hawaii has become very well known, very popular. I think
0: everybody knows it, yeah. absolutely. Uh,
1: if you speak about campaign organizers, then uh or like generally you know any crowdfunding campaign on any platform is a marketing campaign yes it's uh it's like quite often the case that it's not very much about uh the contents it's about how you can tell your story uh like apart from from the text that you have on the platform how you can actually persuade people to to help you and then to invest in you or uh, to back your project And also, if if you're speaking about Estonia, uh, it's also interesting that we see the differences in terms of um, how well-known Hawaiian is in different regions and also among different uh, language groups.
0: Ooh, talk about this talk about reach tell me about yeah. the, how it breaks down regions and languages that's super interesting
1: yeah that, that's interesting for instance like uh last year we had a an interesting seminar in narva in idaviromo mm. and we were speaking simultaneously about hawaii and about fund wise like and about rewards crowdfunding and uh, equity crowdfunding and uh, even on the stage of planning the event we got a feeling that people there have much less information about this like fundraising method as such compared to Tallinn for instance uh, also we get usually we get more questions about uh, how the platform operates why we need it for why like how to start my project which uh, uh, which feels huge for the platform uh, in uh, regions outside I would say Tallinn and Tartu Uh, because probably uh, there are just less people living there. Also, uh, the concentration of uh, our potential campaign organizers is much higher in Tallinn, Tartu, and other maybe bigger cities. Makes sense. Yeah, and so in this sense, we, we, we see a lot of potential for us To educate people to tell them about these possibilities and also actually to mitigate some fears okay uh
0: from the organizers or what's their uh,
1: yeah because people um are quite often unsure whether whether they are actually interesting to anyone oh okay but yeah i have this good project but will anyone support me and also they don't really uh, have experience in uh, promoting themselves mm. they are good at doing great things but they're lacking skills how to how to show to others that they're so good
0: I like that a lot that's uh that that reminds me of a point that uh, one of on the last episode with one of my comedians Sandro Igus, and I we both very much agree that there's a I don't want to say a problem but something up with uh, with hip hop in Estonia, sorry, uh, with hip hop uh, okay. as a as an <laughs> art yeah. form, that what you've got is got a lot of young, talented hip hop artists, and they're in their bedroom making hip hop, and it's great, and they get they're putting it online, and they're getting listens, and they're getting views, and that stuff's going well, but none of them are performing live. There's just not that much hip-hop going on live. Mm -hmm. And if you you can kind of see it when you do watch them. They perform like three or four times a year. And you can see it. These guys just don't get that much stage time. Uh, The only way you get better on the stage is by being on the stage a lot. And when we sort of talk to these young artists, we're like, well, you, you guys are getting all these listens online. Why don't you just go to a bar and... Set up some decks and put the word out there, and fifty people will come. And they're like, "No, no, I don't think anyone's gonna come. No, I don't. Want- no, no, no. Blue takes the whole market. Like, oh, you idiots. No, no, go out there, do some self promotion. There is some. Oh, I can put it online and put it on the YouTube or the SoundCloud. But if I have to somehow enter the real world with it, then this, in a weird way, there's a weird psychological jump to be happening there
1: but it's also about if you're speaking uh, like in the context of uh, crowdfunding campaigns mm. it's also about uh, this like am i begging yes like it's it's not appropriate how comes like okay <laughs> I, I i i'm okay I, I agree to put the project online mm. but no way i will go and ask for money like in in addition to this uh, you know uh, campaign on on the platform. Let uh, people see this somehow like automatically. But I will not promote it, because uh, others may think that I'm I'm begging and, and I, I'm not uh, sort of wealthy enough to finance my own thing. And and it's uh, it needs. You know, well, you're time. not, bro.
0: We get it. That's why you're here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. admit it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that where the breakdown? You said that um, most of the, the people that are backing and doing things, it's, happen- it's centered around Talon and Tartu. And is that sort of, I mean, I, I would say, for example, that's how our comedy has grown. Yeah, we made bases in Talon and Tartu the largest population maybe the most international maybe more young people and then you know, sort of push into the countryside bit by bit and you've changed the minds of the people in the bigger cities but then it's continue. it's the
1: same i would say that it's it's more or less the same here because um, yeah most of the projects are coming from Tallinn and Tartu and then uh, but we also have quite a few projects from Saarema. in 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 recent year we've had uh, quite a few projects from Ida-Viruma so mm. So like it's starting changing uh, but also even with uh, like some projects from Tallinn, uh, we have to uh, I don't want to, to use the word struggle but in, in, in essence we are struggling mm-hmm. with the campaign authors to push them uh, and to, to make them more active in, in terms of their marketing activities around the campaign
0: they have to hustle yeah because
1: they know they know Mm. their potential audience much better than we do yeah and uh usually it's usually the case that any kind of author's communication works much better than our communication
0: definitely of course we want to hear their authentic story
1: yeah and also they can uh reach the audience that we don't know we don't or we can't reach obviously. So that, that, that's that's a trouble in, with some projects.
0: It takes a lot of work. We Because of our, our system that we have at our Comedy Estonia open mics, where it's a free show, but people then can leave a donation on the way out. Um, that kind of system that we have, we, we learnt it, because that's a system that was uh, we learnt from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, mm-hmm. which is a big comedy festival in Scotland, and it's a massive part of that festival. It's called Free Fringe we we just did our own show there actually last month and you don't whole there's a whole category a whole almost half of the festival mm. free entry but then you leave some money in the in the donation bucket at the end and when we were there i mean four five years ago now for the first time we learnt from our international buddies like the tricks or the techniques or the the ways to present it rather <laughs> than saying tricks you introduce it at the start bring it up later on, make sure that you um, explain what this money is being used for. So we are always saying like, hey, we're not just pissing it away. This doesn't buy beer, this buys us accommodation <laughs> and beds and microphones and all kinds of podcast gear. And it buys us the stuff that we need to keep doing our thing. And so people understand where it's going to. and And then also that on the way out, we all stand there. And as well, like it's first of all, it's not even just like one person walking around with a bucket that because even that's quite intimidating. Mm. Um, But when everybody stands there, then suddenly it seems a bit better uh, amongst everyone. Then it's all right. And it was a I I think for a while we'd sort of taken it for granted that we got kind of good at this and we worked it in because then I had to there is also a comedy Latvia as well Mm. as a as a comedy group and i'm like guys we got to do the bucket and they were like no one guy was doing it and they're all hiding backstage and i'm like come on guys this is not and i i sort of i'd forgotten how much we'd already pushed that into our culture and that they had it they had the typical eastern european i don't want to beg i don't want to and i what we've actually been doing is a, a few of us have been going down there doing their shows one by one trying to show them the example i figure the best way is to keep giving them an the example. Mm. And if nothing else, the best example for them was, I think it was about a, m- a couple of months ago, I went down and I hosted a comedy light for your open mic and we made fucking bank that day. <laughs> I hosted, we did it. They've never seen that much money in the bucket before. <laughs> and I said, yeah, when you do it properly, they, people do it, they don't feel manipulated. People want to, when you authentically tell that story and you're, you're proud and you can say, thank you for helping us. We appreciate that. So
1: you're making profits, right?
0: No, whoa, whoa. Is there a, <laughs> no, no one from the tax department is listening to this. No, no one said nothing about profits here. Um, I bank on that no one listens to my podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> so there's no investigations happening here.
1: May I ask you a question? Yes. Uh, just curious, how many of you are there in Comedy Estonia at the moment?
0: Um, okay. As we we broadly organize ourselves into two categories, mm-hmm. one is our core comedians. They're our main guys who have probably already done an hour special or quite experienced and, you know, sort of professional level who are pretty much, if not completely living off the comedy. And that's uh, seven of them in that group. And they're the main guys that we have on our autumn tour coming up. And uh, they all go on the summer tour. And then we have another larger group, which we call the Open Micers. And so they're people who are new to comedy. They're coming up. They're still trying to put together their first five, ten, fifteen 15 thirty minutes mm-hmm. um, trying to, to break through and get more opportunities. And in that group, well, I mean, there's lots because then you have sometimes you have the people that come to every open mic who are really trying and trying to build up. And there are some that just come and come once or come a couple of times or come and go depending on their own schedule. But that second group is probably twenty or thirty mm. even. It's quite the army these yeah, days. Yeah. It's quite a large group group of people. And I have to manage sort of all of them and look after them. I put most of my managerial work into the core guys because they're the, okay, they're our main crew. They're the ones where the most potential is. And also where the, hopefully the earning potential is these guys are going to sell tickets. That's what Mm -hmm. helps our company grow. But I think the key for our organization is I also need to be working with those open micers because I need them for the future. Well, we all need each other, but Mm -hmm. let's Mm -hmm. say as a business owner, I need them for the future because comedians don't just come out of nowhere. They need years of cooking in the oven. And if I don't provide them with attention and don't give them a development route right now, I'll never replace, they'll never rise up and then I'll never, our system Mm -hmm. kind of won't keep on going. So, um, yeah, we do a lot of development work with our young micers and we're doing workshops and as many shows as possible. And Mm -hmm. when they're all in the group, they can learn about comedy. Um and yeah so far that system is working well and I am honestly absolutely amazed that it works as well as it does that we can keep almost 30 people working in a group reasonably well. So
1: you have who are in the live regime after each show. <laughs> I guess yeah yeah
0: yeah and that's the thing everyone knows yeah. if you do the open mic you got to stand there with the mm-hmm. bucket. It's fine just stand there. Like what's the, you just uh, you stand there and say thank you. Yeah, you know, are you proud of your show? Then stand there and say thank you. Like no mm. one, and when it's in the group, no one's too uh, ashamed. Then and maybe mm. you see your friends, the other comedians doing it, and it it, it feels very normal now. And I think maybe even people expected at comedy. But also, I
1: think there. what works, at least we see it on our platform. It's it's like when uh, a campaign organizer promotes the feeling of belonging. Mm. For instance, if you. Mm. Uh, If I'm a musician, I want to make my next uh, CD, and I'm I'm not just you know asking for money, but I'm offering you an opportunity to co-produce my CD. I love that to become a like a co-creator in in, in a way, mm. and that works. That works well,
0: right? If because people want want to want to, want to
1: belong, you know. Yes, they get the the CD at the end of the day, mm. but also. Uh, they can feel emotionally uh, well and then proud that, oh, my five years was also there.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's really nice. And yeah. I think it's it's important yeah. in Estonia to do that, especially in our small little country to keep it together.
1: Yes. And also, like, uh, when I've just had a successful campaign, then I'm glad to tell my friends and, 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 and I don't know, colleagues, and maybe even competitors, I don't know, <laughs> That's guys, this is a good place to raise money. Be active. Don't be afraid. Mm. And
0: uh, I think we can, I think it's great that you're doing that, uh, making people understand that it's okay to help each other. Mm-hmm. These are not typical traits that we associate with <laughs> any of our culture. Helping each other? Nah, <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, yeah, that the asking, that it's okay to ask, that it's... Mm.
2: Um.
1: And also we have actually seen such campaigns uh, which were initiated by people who maybe don't really need the money immediately, but they mostly used the opportunity to promote the whole project. Hmm. Okay, Okay. They, will, they got the money as well, but the main purpose was actually to bring attention to the project.
0: Hmm. Okay. How uh-huh. does it... Yeah, like, uh, that's an interesting one about... Okay, because m- money is a, a tricky thing. And if there's one thing that any uh, that people can get very easily weirded out about, it's money. And it, it's one philosophy that I try to have with Comedy Estonia. At all levels of what we do, I am as open as possible about money. So if you're any one of our comedians that we're doing a tour with, they see everything. Every budget, every expense, they can go through everything. Mm. Um, and I think that's very important to make people feel it's open. Otherwise, they get weird. But how, uh, what am I also trying to say? Um, But sometimes when people see, I'll say an artist because that would be my experience. They go like, oh, the artist drives that car. Why the fuck should I help them? Fucking (laughs) Coit has got his yellow Porsche or whatever it was. I forget (laughs) what it was that he was selling. You know, and it's easy for people to get a little, you know, like weird about that. Um, I don't know. Can you talk about that? Like when people go like, why don't they have money? And maybe the company does like, what are some situations where you might have the money, but then you go out still asking for money? Does it, it, does it inherently mean that everyone doesn't have any money at all? Who's doing projects on, on your platform?
1: No, not really. Actually, like in most of the cases, they uh, already have uh, financing for the bigger part of the project or for, at least for some part of the project, because if we're speaking about some bigger initiatives, then obviously uh, both uh, the representatives of Hoaandia and also the potential backers, they uh, ask the authors, like, guys, okay, but if you don't get this money from Hoaandia, will it mean that the project will not be uh, launched? Or? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in like most cases, especially if you're speaking about the bigger ones, uh, they have the the money necessary for implementing the the plan, at least on some basic level. And uh, this is something that we are inquiring while uh, assessing the project, while, while assessing the applications. Because, for instance, if you're speaking about the organization of some, I don't know, of some events, if uh, they write to us m- mentioning the specific date and then some uh, project description, then obviously we ask, okay, you need I don't know five thousand, but it can't cost five thousand. <laughs> what about the other like It costs funds?
2: more than five
0: thousand. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh,
1: and then uh, in some cases they already have, for instance, some grants from I don't know the the Estonia Development Fund or. From Kulturi Capital or from some other sources, or they have their own money, or they already secured some uh, part of the funding from uh, some supporters, from some sponsors, and then they need this, uh, the the final bit to co finance. So,
2: Hmm. okay.
1: And if we're speaking about um, some stars, which uh, who are obviously rich and, and famous. Then yeah, sometimes they, they can use the platform for you know, like sort of enlarging their community, for giving people the opportunity to, as I mentioned, to belong to their thing, to mm-hmm. belong to the initiative, and also to market themselves. It can be the case.
0: Yeah, yeah I d- And I don't. I was more. I, I think very much in that situation. I was playing devil's advocate that I don't think people are necessarily who will go, you know, fuck that. Singer, he's got a yellow Porsche. I'm not giving him any money at all. Why doesn't he do that? I don't think it's directly like that. I mean, I certainly, I mean, if you are some flashy American rap star who's bling blinging along with the diamonds and the the Lamborghinis, then okay, yeah, you're not using a Kickstarter to fund it anyway. <laughs> but I think that those balances can be had that people kind of they I I I, I don't think people quite act like your accountant as much as possible.
1: But also, you know, as like for some people, it's could be a, a good motivator if uh, this, uh, their favorite star offers an opportunity to get uh, their next uh, CD uh, before it gets to shops mm. and at a lower price. And maybe also with an autogram. Sure.
0: So you're still getting something. I mean, I guess that comes back to the attitude of the artist. Is that artist humble? You know, sure. Okay. Maybe look, they've worked hard. They've taken a lot of risks. There's somehow they've made enough money in the Estonian entertainment industry that has no money to begin with (laughs) that they can afford like a nice car. That's nice to drive. Like I say, fucking right on, like Mm. enjoy that time. You shouldn't be punished for that. But uh, that if the artist, I think has a humble attitude, isn't flaunting it and is genuinely talking like, guys, let's try and make this CD together. Let's be inclusive. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it together. Then I don't think there's as many issues you would already like for people to be like, fuck this guy. Probably the artist is pretty arrogant to begin with, in which case, why they wouldn't be thinking the crowd fund it anyway, unless they're a slippery piece of shit. And then you know, the whole thing wouldn't fall apart. But typically we want to share with the fans. We want to connect. Yes. With we want yes.
1: To- and also like at the end of the day, uh, If you are speaking about crowdfunding projects, then the crowd decides.
0: Yeah, right. Yes. If I don't like the
1: thing, I don't give you money. That's it. And as simple as that.
0: Um, At the same time,
1: mm -hmm. it's sometimes very interesting that uh, we've had quite, quite many cases when we as, as Hawaiianist team think that oh gosh such a great project they will get funded like in in a couple of days and then nothing happens it just stays without any money and like even in in cases when the authors try to market it to promote and like some, somehow people don't react and at the same time there could be a project then that in our view is sort of like an average one nothing very special and they get funded in a, like, not not in minutes, but in some days or weeks. Oh. And you, you, sometimes you can't predict.
0: You can you do some, have you, can you at least say look back and then go, okay, that one that we thought was going to be great and then we looked back and we went, ah, uh, there was some particular reason. Like, can you do some sort of analysis post, post-mortem or something like that and kind of and learn some lessons? Some,
1: sometimes maybe, some, sometimes, sometimes it could be very, uh, unfortunate in terms of timing maybe that you sort of you get to i don't know to the christmas periods when people just overall think about different things Mm. and they they don't maybe concentrate so much on the projects or in some on such and like support opportunities or if they support they more they mostly donate into some charities you know Uh, sometimes it could be the case that simultaneously there are uh, too many projects from the same category and people can't choose. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, but sometimes it can be just, you know, bad luck. Okay, it just happens <laughs> like that. Yeah. It yeah. just happens.
0: What do you think about, um, alter- what, what do you think about subscription form and of, of, uh, crowdfunding or crowd or support or creator support and particularly say, let's say a, a Patreon style model. So if people listening uh, at home, uh, rather than having a project, uh, so we want to do a a CD or an event or something, and we need to raise 5,000 bucks to make that happen. Please all chip in. Oh, we've all got up to the 5,000 projects funded. We're going to do the event, the CD, the whatever that might be. Where a Patreon style model is, I like that content creator. I like that person, that artist, whatever they might be i would like them to keep doing their thing and i would like to contribute to them a certain amount every month one euro five euros ten euros and um patreon is becoming quite popular for a lot of i mean content online content creators even musicians and this same goodwill that if you have goodwill with your audience and goodwill with your fans that people want to see you and they're not even directly like this may not even be like we're getting a cd out of it we're just giving you a certain amount every month Mm -hmm. to so you can keep doing your thing and i just like you doing your thing um is that something that uh has ever thought about moving into is that something you see could work in estonia something we think a lot about but what's your thoughts Mm -hmm. on it
1: we haven't really discussed this uh, mm. in the context of Hoindia. Uh, we have it for ourselves, and <laughs> if you want to donate to ho you can do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, we don't have it as a separate, you know, option, but you can support ho when you support other projects. You can just tick, okay. tick yep, a sure. box, yeah. yeah.
0: But that's just you guys, that's not just like yeah. a general and platform. Also,
1: also, yeah, also, I know that a lot of not-for-profit organizations use this option. That on their web pages they have uh, a link and you can support this organization. I don't know how many of them have this, uh, uh, as you mentioned, Patreon model like option that you can make, a, I don't know, a monthly donation or something. Uh, but yeah, some organizations use that. And for sure you can make regular donations uh, to different funds for instance you probably know this uh, foundation uh kingi melu uh, it's uh, like to support um, uh those patients who need cancer treatment Okay. Yeah. and uh, i think it's one of the biggest uh, foundations in in, in estonia that you can make this uh, uh mm. monthly donation and it will be i think that's a little bit to different them because auto- that's autom- like a charity. it's a bit of a charity that, that's yeah. what i wanted to say as i might be wrong but in estonia i've mostly uh, heard about such uh models in the context of charities okay right it might be the case that some artists use it as well i just don't know Mm. but in general i think it's a valid valid thing why not
0: yeah if i'm
1: your fan and i want to support you that would be nice
0: it's something we've been thinking a lot about this and how could this roll in and And I think also, as I understand uh, from what I'm uh, so far I've led to believe, there are a few Estonian, I think maybe a couple of artists and a couple of content creators online who, and I think they might be using the actual Patreon Mm. uh, platform, the international platform for that. And I I think it's a new level again that you've done such good work in convincing people that crowdfunding on a project-based level could be a new thing. Mm. And I feel like there's a slight culture change we need to make again to introduce the subscription model um and we're kind of back to the old days a little bit of like is it begging what are people getting education like it's that kind of over again to start Mm -hmm. again and and educate people um and but i was i'd been thinking a lot about so we've been thinking about maybe we could use that for some of our different podcasts support some of our comedians do you like this comedian do you want to just help them live Mm -hmm. a bit do you love coming to those shows and you like their podcast and you like what they do then maybe you want to help them out with a contribution every month and the first reason i was interested in it is because we already have a culture of that as i said that we we already kind of understand something about like your organization does our organization understands something about asking people for money Mm -hmm. and that it's not this great shame about it now we don't want to be uh, arrogant about that. We don't want to be overblown about that. We don't want to be asking all the time, but in some small and humble ways um, that we can request that. Um, oh yeah. Cause the other, the other part of that, those platforms is they often have specials for insiders. So it's not just a donation. You can be a, if you're a patron to a certain content creator, mm-hmm. there's some, usually some benefits. Now it can be, you get the videos a couple of days before, sometimes if you're a youtuber or some sort of online content creator maybe they make extra videos some of my favorite content creators Mm -hmm. if they're very knowledgeable um i love video games right (laughs) so the ones that i subscribe to yeah they've got their public videos but they'll take private questions from their subscribers and they'll make a subscriber only video Mm -hmm. asking you know and we can ask every kind of nerdy question to these guys and they they do that um And I I, I was speaking recently to one of my favorite content creators in New York. And I said, well, don't you feel this, if people subscribe to you every month and they're giving you, do you feel a uh, responsibility uh, that you need to be giving them all this subscriber-only content? And then, first of all, isn't that a fuck-ton-more work to make all this subscriber-only content? And you feel like, and, and his reply was that, no, actually, people are not, like, so focused on the subscriber only stuff that it's lovely and people like it, but people are probably not, probably not firstly subscribing because they're gonna get the subscriber only stuff. They're probably subscribing because they like you, they wanna support you, they appreciate you're a nerd doing really nerdy IT video games things. There's no way to make other money off that, but I want you to keep doing it and I wanna keep watching your videos. So I'm gonna support you. And that the subscriber-only stuff becomes like a uh, added bonus, so they don't have to, you know, always produce. But so much. if
1: we're speaking about this model, uh, isn't it even more critical, uh, like compared to the regular crowdfunding? That if people see a very rich uh, person, mm. uh, then they must start asking themselves, okay, why should I? pay him or her on a monthly basis when I know that he or she is like, I don't know, hundreds of times richer than me.
0: It's a factor. And I... uh, Because uh, even if
1: I was speaking about the video games, mm. uh, just recently I've been to to a very interesting seminar about creative economy and creative industries. And actually the video games industry is uh, uh, one of the biggest in the world and one of such industries where people can earn like huge profits. It's just like, okay, of course, not every game is that profitable and that famous and, and that big. But still, and the same goes uh, for artists or singers, so like okay. rap rap guys and then so on. Like, how, how do you feel about this, this I think thing? it's
0: definitely a factor. And I think... I mean, I've had my own experience with my, uh, I, I interviewed him a few episodes ago when I was in New York. This guy who's into old video games and I adore his videos. I love everything he does. And I, I spoke to him that, it, yeah, I it was like, dude, sometimes when you talk, you're like, yeah, this new great cartridge console, whatever thing is coming out. And I ordered two of them, sent one to this and and, and doing all that. And I had to, we talked it through that sometimes I go like, what the fuck, Bob? How the fuck are you affording all of this? and but i found myself at the time when i feel that sometimes and i watch the video i think wait 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 i'm not this guy's personal accountant it's not upon me to say how you spend that money it really it, i think it, it really has to be do i like your videos do i want you to keep making those videos yes then that's kind of it now certainly all right. If we're flashing bling bling around in the videos, and I think that it still says a lot that about the creators' uh, humbleness, the way they want to connect. Are they being genuine? Are they actually trying to give? That's probably why you like them in the first place, mm-hmm. because they're really humble. They give a lot to the community. You enjoy watching their content. Um, that when they that I don't feel like this person is ripping me off. And that's why when sometimes I had that little kind of twing in my brain of like, oh, really? You're buying that? That cost 200 bucks, Bob. Why are you getting that? That's the I feel that's the wrong attitude to have because I like Bob. I like all the things he does. I don't, I don't know. He lives in New York City, probably costs a lot of money <laughs> to live there. And that's what, you know, is it, should Bob not live in New York? Should he go <laughs> and move to another city? Because Bob, I'm not giving you any money. It sounds like a fucking parent. That's what your parents say when you're 18 and you want to have an apartment in the middle of the city because you're 18 and you want to be in the action. Your parents are like, no, go and live at Mustamai where the apartments are cheap. We're not supporting you <laughs> to live like... Uh, these are adults that we're dealing with. So I, I think there's a lot about the the attitude of the content creator can go a long way in that. But when I have these, you know, I don't know how it works for super, super famous content creators like your, I don't know, I, I don't really know much about the game streamers, but these guys, these really famous guys like Ninja or PewDiePie or these who are millionaires, mm-hmm. but still people like to donate. I don't know, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's probably about how appealing they could be to different people and how they can catch them in a the way. But also just a couple of things came to my mind. If we are speaking about uh, Estonia, uh, actually, uh, for content creators or for any entrepreneurs or any companies which don't have uh, solid collaterals that they can offer, uh, it's almost impossible to get any bank loans.
2: Hmm. Okay. So, yeah.
1: in a way, uh, bootstrapping uh, friends and family and like crowdfunding. Or profit earning in the, in the, like in the long run uh, are the only ways to get funded, mm. because banks don't really finance uh, you based on your projections or even based on your uh, real uh, cash flows, because they want to have real estate as a collateral or any other like tangible thing. Mm. And this is actually a big difference with uh, some other countries where this you know commercial loan. Uh, industry is still strong and banks are eager to analyze your mm, sort of business plans and, and uh, financial projections, even if you don't have any collateral to offer.
0: It doesn't seem like such a thing in Estonia for your startup to... to... That, that, that,
1: that That's what I'm saying. That right. Yeah, it's, yeah, if you almost... start to go to the bank.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: Uh, it's almost impossible to get anything from the bank right. in Estonia.
0: Before we go down that company line, I have mm. one more question about the subscription model thing. This is what I'm, I'm fascinated about. Now, you have said, okay, so uh, Hollandia was started seven years ago. Because my thought was always like, the first question I had for you was like, why do we need the Estonian version of this? A little bit facetious question. I do kind of get it, but <laughs> still I wanted to kind of go for it. Like, why, why does this system need to be replicated in every country, um, you know, what was the problem with just having the one system? And you answered that question very well. And I think we understood that, um, that when you focus on local and culture and so forth, I mean, why the fuck did I call the company Comedy Estonia? I understood the power of nationalism in these, these things, that if you are an Estonian person, that you might be interested to hear about comedy shows all around the country. You're probably not going to go to a show in Voodoo, but you might think that's still very nice that a show happens in Buru or Valga. But if the show happens in Valka, <laughs> you don't give a fuck. No way. Don't give a <laughs> shit. So there was no use in spanning that. That's why there's Comedy <laughs> Estonia and Comedy Latvia because people don't give a fuck what happens over that border. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm Australian. I don't get borders. Some guys went, no, this is outside. Fuck now right, Australia... When you walk it, when your feet get wet, that's when you've left. (laughs) That's how we know. So I do get, anyway, my point about, okay, so I'm coming to something like this.
1: Aren't you competing with New Zealand, for instance?
0: Fuck those, no, (laughs) New Zealand's great. New Zealand's like Australians, but not cunts. Like, they're nice. (laughs) They're nice people in New Zealand.
1: Uh, It's about the Baltics, it's uh, it's, uh, always very funny that we are... We are neighbors we're friends but we're always competing with each other so far it's just like <laughs> so far about
0: the number of times i want to strang- latvian, strangle latvian people <laughs> so often anyway um why do okay so it was clear that seven years ago that an estonian version of this project funding scheme was needed and i get it and your answer makes sense but the question we've been asking ourselves is would Because of this idea that usually Estonians make their own version of everything and we like that (laughs) thing and that's how it works. But when we're thinking about using the subscription model, my current feeling, my guess is, is that we have progressed far enough in the last seven years and that the demographic of people who will want to subscribe is probably younger and probably used to this, that we will probably be able to use the international Patreon platform and we don't have to wait for someone to make the Estonian version of it. Cause it doesn't seem like anyone's making it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because we're seven years later, the world and crowdfunding and online is a completely different place to how it was in 2012 when, when your site was founded. Um, what do you feel about that with the subscription based and that culture thing and how we've changed with times?
1: Just maybe one, one one question to you: uh, Do you understand correctly that basically you need this Patreon platform just for administrating the subs- subscriptions? They they don't really market anything; they don't advertise anything. That's uh, you are the ones who are promoting this model of supporting your shows. Or,
0: sure. Yeah.
1: And you are doing this via your social media, your web page, and then so on.
0: Um. Yeah, I guess oh. so. Right. Because in that, in if we're coming back to our analysis of how mm-hmm. your system works and the say the ticket companies work, both the physical taking money side and the marketing side. No, I guess in that when you point it out like that, no, we wouldn't be using the Patreon. No, 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 Estonians really browsing Patreon. It mm-hmm. would only be us directing our fans to go there to use that one. Um,
1: Just in in this sense, mm. I, I'm thinking like whether really it's. Uh, necessary to have any national versions of patreon because the the idea of having national versions of sort of kickstarter or or any any other similar platforms i suppose lies exactly in the fact that the platforms also help to market the project help to reach the local audience also the localization of uh the 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 campaigns because for instance on Hawaii mm. you can post your campaign in three languages Estonian, english russian and and you can also send different links to different uh, people, uh, like uh, depending on the language that they prefer, or uh, and so. Therefore, I, I I don't really know how exactly to answer your question. Whether we need the, the local yeah, okay. patron or not.
2: Yeah. That's in in in
1: about. terms of the model, I think it's completely valid. Why not? If you feel the potential among your audience, and if you and overall you think that. Uh, it's a nice way to finance your operations then cool mm. but if you only use this platform for exactly I don't know, collecting money and, and then somehow uh, managing the, the this, uh, managing it then probably Patreon is enough mm. at the same time if you uh, at some point in time you would need to get something more from this platform then it's uh, it's another question but in terms of wonder, I, as, as I mentioned we haven't yet thought about this new functionality
0: okay. do you have any statistics on another thing that keeps coming up in our discussions is not only the, the, the nationalism or the patriotism of using the Estonian version but how important it is where if you want to sell stuff to use the estonian bank links and to have the sweat bank and the scb and that i can just log in with mm. my card and my pin code and it was flagged when we start when we're founding our web shop it was flagged by our comedians that for our audience and the people want to go to that they felt it was very important that we had bank link um and that was in there and that was one of our when we chose our solution that ha- absolutely had to be part of it and but even then talking to my friend the other day, he runs a, down the, the corridor, they run a skin they run skincare products called Tul.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, I was like, Don't you have the bank links? And he's like, No, we don't have the and he's like, No, we just use whatever Shopify or some international platform, you use a credit card, but they're also trying to market internationally as well. So have you seen or maybe I don't know, maybe you know anything about that. Like how important is it to Estonian people to have those bank links? Will you, will that provide an extra layer of, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, difficulty that might stop people supporting or using something if they don't have a bank link.
1: Uh, in our experience, we feel that it just makes life easier. If you have the bank link and you can, you can just log in and use your account. At the same time, uh, the card links are used quite often as well. We have them, uh, we had paypal as well i think at the moment we have a s- short break because we need to uh to deal with with one administrative thing there but in general we had it okay. and uh, it's uh, I think if you want to get active participation from your users then it's good to offer them different possibilities okay and uh, and and in our case of course the Estonian bank links are primarily used by Estonian residents and card links and PayPal is used by also also by residents of other countries. Hmm. And we have some projects which are specifically marketed to okay. foreigners.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm happy that we went for bank links. I think mm. that makes it easier and right. Because if you're marketing inside of Estonia, they're still pretty important. They're still... Yeah, and, and actually
1: we've, uh, we've talked to... Uh, some other platform representatives and it seems that most of them try to introduce the bank links just to ease up to, to ease their users' lives. You know? read Especially something... in the countries where electronic banking is uh, popular and widespread.
0: Because mm. I think I was, a, I was hosting a Swedbank conference a while ago, uh, their online banking conference, and I remember a statistic that it's something like as much as thirty percent of transactions are aborted at the security check stage. Mm-hmm. So at the bit where you've got to put the pin code in or the whatever do the the smart calc or whatever, like up to thirty percent and and Sweatbank were talking a lot about the way that okay, yeah, we need the security. In fact we're trying to have more security. But this also went good, that we're losing thirty percent something still, how to balance both of those off. So um I don't know where I was going with that, but I thought it was very interesting that people still adding a layer of friction. That's the word I'm looking for mm. that. Well, actually bank links, I think are creating less friction for Estonians because they might be a little bit easier. People are more used to it. You want to make that checkout process, let's call it as easy as possible because, yeah, apparently people are happy to buy, happy to buy, happy to buy. And then 30% are hitting the, the bank or whatever the mm. pin code and going, oh, my pin calculator is not here. Fuck. Okay, I can't do it, so I'm out or for whatever. But reason. what is
1: uh, what is actually interesting? Uh, I think already for several years, you can't actually only use your card to make the transaction. At least the, in the Estonian banks, mm. you insert all your details: the card number, the this uh, code, and then name and the validity. And then you are actually directed to your bank to make the second layer you identification. Got to do it anyway.
0: yes. Yeah. and so, it's weird. That's right now when that happens without that, it's weird. I'm like. Huh. How did that go through without an actual... So supply? you still
1: you still have to confirm that it is you who's trying to buy something.
0: That would be that balance that they were speaking yeah. about, that, yeah, we we want to remove the friction, but we mm. also can't remove I, I'm the I'm not sure that...
1: about uh, other countries. I suppose that in many of them, there are still this uh, different modes of to identify you once again. Mm. So it's... In many cases, even if you choose the card, you still end up in the bank. <laughs> so <laughs> it's... <laughs>
0: What's the, uh, when people are crowdfunding on your platform and they're getting some money, what are the tax implications? If I, my, I need 5,000 bucks for my project and I've got my 5,000, what tax considerations do I need to make here?
1: It depends how you, uh, supposed to use this money. Uh, as a private person as a legal person so and also what is the state uh, what is the business form you're using is it in a non-for-profit organization a company so th- there are some nuances okay it's better to check our webpage. actually we have a specific section devoted to this okay
0: sure okay so, so walk people through yeah
1: it. so but it, it's not a problem it's not any you know There's no tax evasion or anything. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm sure you're
0: all above board, but it's not. It's just, is it more though, typically, uh, help me out if I'm going too far here, but is it that it's not like, oh, the government's going to take your money, but here's the things you need to be considerate of and file Mm, and declare it. It's it's quite simple, actually. But is it, is there any situations where it's like, I've got my 5,000 euros, but actually I end up getting... 4,200 in my account because some was taken off a of tax. Is that
1: not really. not really? No, it doesn't work like that. And even for uh, some backers, it can be the case that they will get some of the money back. Because if, for instance, we're speaking about campaign organizers who are registered in the specific uh, register as uh, non-for-profit organizations, mm. or as some companies who can uh, return the personal income tax uh, from donations. Yeah. Then, if people give them their uh, identity codes, then at the end of, of the year they will get this uh, tax.
0: Oh, because it's class as a donation, a charitable, yeah, yeah, donation, to charitable a registered non-profit. donation. Yeah, yeah, the charitable
1: donation. So right. it's also a, a possibility.
0: Okay.
1: It's not a who will administrate, uh, administer that, mm. uh, but it's the campaign organizer who has the right to provide this uh, tax benefit who can offer this to, to the, the backers.
0: Sure. I want to also talk about, uh, I hopefully well, we won't keep you here too much longer. This is going, <laughs> going good. I like this. Uh, uh, about another organization that you're with, Fundwise. And let's talk about, tell us about what, what does Fundwise do? Because it's also another system essentially of collecting money online, but that's a kind of a different, lives in a different space. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, Fundwise is an equity-based platform. And if in the context of coin there we were speaking about projects, which have a very clear beginning and a very clear end. So you collect money to achieve some result. Mm-hmm. And it's a one, one time like initiative. Uh, then in the context of uh, fund wise, we're speaking about uh, raising money for bringing the company to the next level. Uh, for sort of uh, helping companies and being uh, sustainable uh, and being going concerned and in achieving their goals, like long-term goals. So we're not speaking about any uh, one-time initiatives or we're not speaking about that, oh, I I need to buy this machinery and and I Mm want (laughs) to raise money. Uh, On Fundwise, you can uh, attract new investors to your company and the investors get shares of your company.
0: Mm,
1: So it's essentially bringing new owners on board.
0: Wow, okay. So it's for companies and you were saying that it's for established companies. So you got to be rolling first. and and Yes, yes, we
1: primarily target those companies who have already achieved something. Mm -hmm. They have already validated their business model. They have already uh, started earning some revenues not necessarily profits but at least they have some revenue streams uh, they have some community around them they have some clients and now they need to make the next step to achieve some next level
0: okay, so they want they need to get some funding so they can do the next thing increase the sales get the next office yeah whatever that exactly might be. get okay. some
1: expert markets or any anything uh, in this in this sense and uh, also in the context of uh, fundwise uh we're essentially speaking about uh marketing
0: okay
1: it's like it's all the same yeah of course like to to launch a campaign on fundwise you need to prepare much more documents compared to hawaii you have to have financial projects projections and business plan and so on but at the end of the day you have to understand how you will market your thing to others how you will spread the news how you will persuade the people
0: Okay, because we're not just browsing Fundwise website thinking, what will I invest in today? Okay, it's not really that.
1: And also, especially if uh, we're speaking about companies which might not have very huge community uh, at the beginning of a campaign, Mm. and you actually need to uh, make people know about you. And, and that, that, is, that is very interesting. And, and there we have more or less the same challenges uh, as we just, just discussed uh, in the context of Hawaii. Okay. It's all the same thing that you need to explain to campaign organizers that, guys, it's not enough to do the campaign on the platform. You have to understand whom you target, why those people need to know about you, why they want... Uh, why they should want to invest into you and also like in terms of the equity equity campaigns uh since we're not speaking about rewards for each you know Mm. investment uh you have to uh uh, give very good uh promises and value propositions to your investors in general uh usually dividends are offered okay, or yeah. mm-hmm. maybe some management buyout in in several years
0: or oh okay so they could come like, back they're gonna all right yeah, well, yeah, so so gonna something that uh, they buy you out for a greater be, amount so yeah, therefore exactly. you've made something
1: profit something that could be interesting for investors and also what is fun that you know in the context of uh, equity uh, campaigns we can also speak actually about two groups of investors one is so-called fan investors which just like your company. They just like your product. They like what you're doing and they're happy to get small share in your company and to, Brag Brown said, "Oh, I'm an owner. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 0. 0.000 but it doesn't matter. I'm an owner, and they're just emotionally right. Because if there's such a
0: small amount of equity, then they're probably not getting much. Yeah, they, there's no they, great usu- return. Yeah, anyway.
1: usually, yeah. usually not much equity is offered. But still, like for fan investors and for those emotional investors, it's important to mm. uh, to be part of your success story. And on on the other hand, we have more professional investors." actually we will look into your financials will analyze them we will ask some tricky questions so ideally you have to be interesting for both of those groups and then we will get the result
0: uh, so. is there more um i mean if you're at the stage that you're running the company the company's getting somewhere you've decided you need to get some equity you need to this platform might be a good choice are you typically a better marketer and self-promoter and hustler by that stage or is it still a difficult challenge for some, um, like how we said that it, it's difficult to self promote Yeah. Model.
1: Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, it, it depends. Okay. Sometimes, uh, our clients are very, very modest also on the fundwise platform. And they are sort of, they don't want to be loud about their campaign. Mm. They want to keep this low profile, you know, and, and, and somehow hope for the organic, uh, uh Money collection, but we also we we've had very good example of super good marketing, which was primarily actually done before the start of the campaign, when uh, the campaign organizers created so the sense of urgency. That their clients just felt, "Oh, I need to invest; otherwise, nothing will be left." Okay. And uh, and that worked.
0: What's the typical? Uh, is there some what level of? funding are we looking at here? I mean, what ranges, let's say, that we're looking at?
1: Uh, well, if in the context of Hawaii, we're looking at like, let's say starting from 400, 500 up until three, like 30, 40,000 like mm-hmm. approximately in this range then on fund-wise we start from 30, 40,000
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay. and the maximum amount is 2.5 2. million per year per company
0: is that some limit you've set, or no? It's it's the it's the limit
1: that comes from the law, ah. because if you collect more than two point five million per year on any crowdfunding platform, like via any instrument, mm. then you need to prepare a prospectus.
0: Okay, because they pretty much see it as a you're floating on the some stock yeah. exchange or something like that, right? Yeah. If you're above that, okay.
1: exactly. But typically, up till now, we've had uh, campaigns. Uh, ranging up until two hundred thousand, something
2: like
0: that. Okay. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is there a sort of business that you have found works better? One industry or something like that is working better than others on funding. You know,
1: generally, it's always easier to make crowdfunding campaigns in uh, the B two C sector.
0: Okay, business to customer. Yeah, yeah. business
1: to customer. Uh, it might even not be the direct customer you can for instance like sell to wholesalers and then wholesalers sell uh, sell in the retail sector but the retail customers know your brand anyway
0: okay yeah so all right, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, it's 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 sort of easier in in this sector because it's if easier, people know about you then yeah, yeah they, okay. they, they you're already visible to yeah, your potential uh, backers or your potential investors at the same time like in the be business to business sector it's also possible to make successful campaigns but just you need to think your again your pr and marketing campaign through uh, much in, in much more detail uh, how how to how to actually get to your investor
0: right you're because you yeah. when you break it, like, down the fan investor and then the real investor yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: because you know in in the context of uh, crowdfunding campaigns we're not really speaking about uh, a big number of uh, huge investors that would put, like, I don't know, 100,000 or, or more into you. We're not speaking about venture investors in, in, in this context.
0: It's not VC, is that Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, it's, it, there can be some VCs in, in, in the case of bigger campaigns, but usually we're speaking about some individual investors or maybe some business angels who can also contribute to through crowdfunding
0: because if you're a vc or, or an angel or something like that and you're like hey i got i mean even if i got okay i got 20 grand i got 30 grand i want to put in your company you, they might just think to go direct maybe they think okay i don't need the fundwise yeah. platform i'm, I'm yeah, gonna exactly. give you 30 grand come on we can talk mm. directly or
1: there can be a combination that they have secured funding from an, an angel investor uh they reported during the crowdfunding campaign that guys we've already had uh, secured this funding but we need the remaining part okay.
0: all right i mean it's very similar uh, means the model that you had for hoa and you said okay maybe we got some money from the state from somewhere else and we need the last section here to kick in yeah. from everyone that's same
1: but also on fundwise even more uh, campaign organizers use crowdfunding as a marketing channel because you can get money At the same time, you get a lot of publicity.
0: Right. If you use it, like, not that the publicity comes instantly, but you need to, if I understand, then it's not like, oh, I put it on the platform and then instantly all the confetti is coming from the ceiling and Mm -hmm. everything's fantastic. But it's that I can use this as a tool to help my marketing and start. That's why are we talking? Because of this. Exactly. Why am I yelling at you down our marketing channels? Because I want you to come and look at this. It's like, hey, look at this, guys. Mm-hmm. And then you can build that excitement from that, which is exactly how it works in both platforms, really, just in different sectors of life. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's actually also one, one interesting thing that uh, we see on both platforms, actually, that in Estonia, we still need uh, quite much improvement in our general attitude towards marketing. Towards advertising, towards PR, uh, because in uh, I, I I wouldn't say that in the majority of cases, but still quite often we see this uh, attitude that okay, like marketing is something you know not very important. It will like anyone <laughs> can do it, yeah. and then at the end of the day you don't see the result, and you start maybe thinking that okay, maybe I need to change something, but it's too late. Or you don't allocate enough resources for marketing overall. I'm not only speaking about campaigns, I'm speaking just about promoting your, your company or your project. Uh, but at the same time, in our in, 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 like nowadays, uh, you can achieve very much through social media, through events, mm-hmm. like through storytelling.
0: Is that the cultural and- thing that we were speaking about previously that people don't want to, Uh, even, you know, we definitely don't want to beg and we definitely don't want to get out there and yell about our company and jump up and down. And is it that? I think, yeah, partially
1: it's a cultural thing and partially also that, uh, the marketing industry as such is still pretty young here. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's developing, it's developing very uh, quickly, but, uh, a lot of, so to say like traditional businessmen, they don't understand exactly how it works. They think that, okay, oh, yeah, I do my thing, I do it well, I have a good company, I have a good product. I have already achieved something, why do I need any marketers? Like, I, I can do it myself. Okay, And it, it can work until some moment, but sometimes you can reach a point where you really need uh, professional help in how to go further and then how to get more attention and more customers and so on.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. We we've been talking a lot with Comedy Estonia recently. That I mean, we know how to do marketing, certainly. We do marketing because hey, if we want to advertise a comedy show, then that's marketing. But we realize we we don't do very much, or not that much, sort of just general brand marketing. Or we do. I don't know. We're thinking about like typically we allocate budget per show. Okay, there's a show. Show's got a budget. Okay, we're going to put up some posters for that show. But we never put up posters just for Comedy Estonia. Hmm. We never. But there are other things that we do. Okay. You might argue that every time we put up a video to YouTube, that is an, uh, some stand-up clip. That is a form of brand marketing mm. there. It's not particularly for a show necessarily. So, But it's something we're considering more that while we might think we're quite good at marketing, we sometimes we think we just want to push the brand a little bit more and push that, say... And that doesn't have to be a massive thing. It's not like, oh, I need to order bus stops around town that just have the comedy estonia logo that can be things like pushing us down our existing channels a bit more maybe if people are just watching a video from some of our comedians just making sure the logo is there or making people understand this is produced by comedy estonia i don't think there's disconnect there but it's something we could push a bit more so i certainly understand that Mm -hmm. even when you think you might be doing an okay job there's always a little bit more to be done there yeah yeah
1: Um, And of course, in terms of any platform or any Mm. crowdfunding campaign or any marketing campaign, you have to assess your resources. Do you have enough team members to coordinate all the uh, things that you have in parallel? For instance, if you have your core activity going on and you have a a, a crowdfunding uh, campaign at the same time and you have also any other initiatives going on, then you you have to have people around who would manage that. Uh, because otherwise, you could just fail in, in everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that is something that we are trying to assess as well. And not maybe necessarily in the context of who I am, mm-hmm. but always in the context of fund-wise campaigns. Of
0: course, I bet. Mm-hmm. With such a clear connection as the way you've yelled, um, spelled it out, uh, between the business models of Hoandia and Fundwise, was there is there was there an initial? And I don't understand the the structures of the company, so help mm-hmm. me out. Was that was it something? Was it like people were they connected originally, or you just happened to be involved in both yes, companies? They, they
1: were they were connected, right? And was uh, it people
0: going? We understand now, kind like of how they, to do it from Hoya. Actually, like it to uh, uh,
1: some of the core members of uh, the initial Hoandia team mm. uh, founded Fundwise. Gotcha. Yeah. And Henry Laupbach, who was one of the, who the founders is uh, currently the CEO of uh, Fundwise. He was also one of the f- founders of Fundwise. And
0: that was, was that part of the thinking, okay, this is what we've learned about how these models uh, yeah, work. Yeah, sort of, sort of, you know, at, gonna... at some
1: point in time, and uh, they started feeling that, okay, we now need who there for businesses.
0: Okay, right, yeah.
1: Not only for one term, uh, like one time uh, projects, but for something that would bring uh, businesses to a different uh, state of development. Mm-hmm.
0: That makes sense. Now, when, especially yeah, when you've explained it so clearly about mm-hmm. the, the similarities and the different circumstances, it makes, I had a suspicion there was something like that, but it. Yeah, and yeah. At,
1: at the time when Hawaiian uh, and Fundwise were created, though, that there were like several years between there. The, mm-hmm foundation uh they was more or less the only uh, platforms in 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 those fields in estonia mm. and now i would say that Huanda is still the only one because don't know the, of any others. yeah because there is a one donation based platform and i, I think even two but in terms of such like creative industries sp- supporters uh, uh, is the only one mm. and yeah, and in terms of fund-wise, there are some competitors around, but still it's one of the sure. like biggest.
0: <laughs> well, I think you've done a great job with, with both companies. I think they're both very interesting and I think they're both serving a really nice purpose. So I think we can wrap it up here and we can Thank head you on with so our afternoon. Thank you for coming in, Yelena. I appreciate the time and I appreciate you speaking so eloquently and describing mm. what you guys do so well. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. That's wish the end you of the- success. Thank you very much. We're doing good. <laughs> I wish you guys success as well. I hope Hoyanda continues to provide this cultural. Yeah, service. we have a
1: lot of different ideas in our minds, and we'll see how we will introduce them. And I love it. We'll keep you posted.
0: Good. Thank you very much for everyone for listening again. Um, if you want to come and see some shows coming up, if you're interested in this, you probably speak English, which is why you're listening to me. Uh, check out our Comedy Estonia Facebook events page. We've got uh, John McCombs from America coming up at the end of the month. And then at the end of October, we've got Fern Brady from Scotland. Uh, she's going to be in Kino Supetus. All of those tickets are available at Pilla if you want to come and see our English shows. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you next time.